Hello, it is Thursday, September 27th, 2018. Today we have a monster guest. I sent out a tweet last night saying, if you can name who it is, you will win some free merch. Ain't nobody guessed it because I don't think this guy does many interviews, to be honest. I don't think he does. He's a man who is very handsome. You see him on TV a lot. He's a big swinging dick whenever it comes to college football, and I cannot wait to chat with him later. It'll be a blast. Also, today is the first day of Thursday Night Football airing on Amazon Prime. Shout out to Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm for getting the gig. The internet had mixed reviews on that whole idea. Can't be worse than Tessa Tor and Whitney. <laughs> How much did Amazon pay for the contract? $130 million. $130 million. Hmm. They got Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer calling the game. And all I've ever seen anybody really tweet is like, who's actually going to watch on Amazon Prime? I'd assume if they're paying a hundred and some million dollars, they're expecting some people to watch on there. And I can't wait to see how Hannah and Andrea do. What if they're just incredible out of nowhere? The two-lady booth, very, very forward-thinking decision. Oh. I'm excited to see how it works out. I can't wait till we get a female head ref, too. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because there's a couple uh, that work uh, side judges, side right? judges mm-hmm. yeah. And they have to, by the way, side judges is the worst part because you have to sit right next to the head coach. <laughs> are they the ones that are always getting chewed out? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, right oh, there. Yeah. Even if they don't make the call, there's a pass interference on the back end by the umpire, and they're just sitting there, and Bruce Arians like, you motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to radio it over there? What do you want? They're in a bad spot there. I'm excited for that. Football becoming a uh, more open sport for the ladies is only good for business. It's only good for business. That's all that really matters. I mean, they're also airing it because f- Amazon owns Twitch. Apparently, they're on Streaming it live on Twitch for free as well. Oh, let's go. Oh, look at the little Twitchy poo. Oh. It's the first- <laughs> 100 million. 100 million people. I saw First you. night for Fox, too. So I wonder if all these places were like, hey, give us a fucking good game for the first Thursday night game. Because it's goes. a big one tonight. Vikings hopefully bouncing back after Bill's Mafia stormpeded the Skull Castle and stomped a mud hole in their Viking ass. Los Angeles Rams at home, though, that's going to be tough to beat. They seem to be an unstoppable force. I think the Vikings are about to roll 0-2 in two weeks and four days quickly. That's not good for them. It's great for the Rams, though. Old McVay over there is living a life. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There was an article written that uh, a lot of players are playing harder because they're trying to impress McVay's girlfriend. (laughs) I I don't disagree. McVay is living over there, man. He's got that team ready to go. They got a bunch of weapons. What if, and we talked about this, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or off air, what if this whole load up your team on a rookie contract quarterback becomes the way to win they everybody always says you have to have a good quarterback to win you have to have a good quarterback to win you have to have a good quarterback to win so then whenever you get a good quarterback you got to pay them 25 30 percent of the salary cap it's just the way it goes it happened with seattle they got screwed it's going to happen it happened with luck here it's happening everywhere you see a young quarterback do well and then they got to pay the quarterback and then the team poof vanishes gone nobody can be afforded anymore what if what the rams are doing with jared goff on his rookie contract Mm -hmm. becomes the standard where they're telling free agents hey listen this is a one-year, two-year thing. We're going to dump a lot of money into your pockets. Let's go and get it now. We'll control all the attitudes in here strictly because we're here to win. That's it. What if when Goff's contract is up, the Rams go, yep, 
See you later. We're going to get another two, three rookie quarterbacks, see if we can find one that can pull off what McVay's offense is, and we're going to continue to load our team up. What if that becomes the recipe for success? What if the overarching salary cap building to make quarterbacks richer completely backfires and all these motherfuckers are out of a goddamn job like special teamers after four years? What if that becomes the way? That would be wild to think about. Then all the athletic college quarterbacks will switch to receiver. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Julian Adam, that's already what spot. they're doing, basically. Yeah, you're Definitely asking anyway. what if. I think it already is, and it's just taking us now to notice it. Now, is it sustainable? I don't know. We'll see. Because Patrick, the, the Chiefs right now, Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, they ain't paying none of them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the Seattle Seahawks were, but on the opposite because it's on the offensive side of the ball as opposed to the Legion of Boom, which is on the defensive side of the ball. But when they have to pay some of them, people are going to disappear. They're not going to be as dynamic. But what if now Mahomes is, is just – he's elite. Mahomes is a different animal. From what we've seen, from Andy Reid pulling the trigger on sending Alex Smith off, Fuck out of Kansas City. No more barbecue. Get your ass over there to the Swamp, Washington, D.C. Have a good time over there for this young guy. What if that really does become the thing, though? Quarterback's contract is up. Huh, sorry. You're going to have to go somewhere else. See you later. We're just going to build up the team with a bunch of studs. We're going to overpay the rest of the team in comparison to what normally that position group gets, and we're not going to pay you. What if that happens? It's going to take some balls to do it. It's going to take a ballsy GM to do it. <laughs> Like the if say the Rams get a Super Bowl with with uh, Jared Goff, and then when his contract's up, they just let him walk. That's a it's a ballsy move. Is it though? Is it? I don't know if it is. Because if you can keep Aaron Donald and Indomit and Sue on the D line, mm -hmm. and you can keep Akeem Talib and Todd Gurley, and you can keep the whole squad together, it's like yeah, well. Well, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to bring in a Brogan. We're going to see if Brogan can operate. We're going to bring in an, uh, maybe an older vet quarterback who's already been around. Like Hasselbeck signed with the Colts there at the end of his career for like $4 million a year or something like that. And he was already in Pro Bowls. He was in playoffs. He was in situations where he threw picks after saying we want the ball and we're going to score. You get one of those guys in late who can just come in and just kind of feed the beast a little bit. That's an interesting this is a very interesting thought with what the Rams are doing. Do you think quarterback contracts are going to go straight down from now on? Like I, if the, if people start doing like if McVay does this with Jared Goff, yep. if they become very successful in winter, which I'm thinking they will. I'm thinking they will. This team looks damn good. They mm -hmm. anytime you have Aaron Donald on a team, first of all, that is just completely wrecking an offensive line and an offensive strategy, you're ready to go. But then you pack on the back end an incredible secondary plus you put Indomit and Sue, friend of Warren Buffett next to him. I mean, there's just a lot of options there. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you had the offense player of the year and Todd Gurley still there. And who's their wide receiver for them? Brandon Cooks. They got Brandon Cooks from the Patriots and ended up paying him a little bit. They got a lot of weapons. So if, if McVay, it would take huge gut sack. Especially in Los Angeles. It would take huge guts act to be like, hey, our Southern California quarterback, Jared Goff, who has led us to blah, blah, blah. His contract is up. We don't want to pay him $150 fucking million. We'd rather take a shot on three other young guys and see if any of them can do what McVay wants them to do, and that'll be wild. Theirs but is also th like the perfect storm because players that they got for cheap, like Cooks and Peters and Sue and Talib. Were guys who like they just kind of 
overstayed their welcome with their teams, like just attitude wise. So it's kind of like a perfect storm to get all those players for cheap. Yep. Let's assume that that's going to continue to happen, though, with the way the world is changing social media wise Mm -hmm. in the fishbowl. Let's assume that people are overstaying their welcome. Lev Bell, for instance, there's a guy that's overstaying his welcome. Let's Mm -hmm. assume that the stars of teams are going to be considered too prima donna ish Mm -hmm. for their regular teams. And then as soon as that happens, though, you got other, like, look, whenever that Lev Bell trade was up there, everybody in Pittsburgh hates Lev Bell. Mm -hmm. Everybody in Pittsburgh hates James Harrison even more now for what James Harrison came out and say, Mm -hmm. hey, I would sit out to week 10 and fake an injury and not play a single down. And you got all of Pittsburgh upside down about what James Harrison. But if you look at the comments on the Internet, Every single team's like, yo, bring Lev Bell and his fat rapping ass right into here. <laughs> we do not care. Everybody's like, come on in. It's just like Josh Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. The Browns are sick of Josh Gordon. They're sick of his shit. What happens to the Patriots fans? are like, come on up, Flash. We're ready to go. It, it just, it's something that happens in the NFL. Yeah, you- I think it, a lot will depend on the Patriots, too. Like, if they don't have a great season this year, then that – because the Patriots model is the only thing that upsets that the apple cart on that theory, right? Yeah is we can still win Super Bowls with uh, a quarterback in his 30s, uh, late 30s. That's only paid because it's paid a lot. Of and only yeah, because Brady has yeah. admittedly, willingly took less than the market mm-hmm. to allow better players around still him. Still a lot of quarterbacks yeah. be happy with that sure. money, though. Yeah. No, no. Those young up-and-coming quarterbacks that are up for their new contract, they're told by NFLPA, their agents, that they have to set that you have to set the thing because if you don't, the next quarterback won't get the money. That's like that is one of the biggest things, which is such a joke to me. Is the younger quarterback like Andrew Luck? Mm-hmm. I thought Andrew Luck was going to be a guy who comes from a very wealthy family. He's got a very wealthy profession on deck. All these things, I thought he was going to be the guy that was going to be like, you know what? Why don't we protect me so I don't blow out my liver, my shoulder, my everything? Why don't we spend a little bit less money on me? Go ahead and get the line built up a little bit. Let's build up the team. But instead, it's the complete opposite. You got your agent telling you. You got the NFL PA telling you, hey, you have to set the standard because the next guy after you is going to get more. So you have to go. You have to do that. So then it would take quarterbacks to defy the agent almost yes. and be like, no, mm-hmm. I want to stay with this system, Yes, so I'm going to take less. Tom Brady. And then Brady. forever it's changed. Tom Brady is the the picture of that. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's not taking as big as a pay cut as it looks because he's getting a lot of the money right. on the front right. end instead, yep. but he's still taking less than what Andrew Luck's making. He's still taking still less. freeing up cap space. Yes, yep. he's freeing up money for other players, so that is what it would take. But with that being said, if you get rid of the thought of instead of $20 million a year, $25 million a year, $15 million a year, and you get somebody that's just $5 million a year, and they can just system quarterback their way to a win. It's like that's $10 million freed up from one position is a lot of fucking money. You can get two really good players at another position other than that, you know? That's yeah. what I was very interested in what Jacksonville was going to do with Bortles because he was in a similar situation where the defense is really good. They got yeah. a lot of guys they're going to have to pay, and Bortles was up. And it's like, you know what Blake Bortles is. He's not elite, but he's not terrible. He's kind of middle of the road. So they did a short-term deal for a decent amount of money, mm-hmm. but it's not incredible. So I think they're in a good spot there. They can right. just kind of ride that out and see what happens. Blake Bortles would be ripping six <laughs> on a construction <laughs> site. Yeah. I love Blake Bortles. I absolutely love his mindset. I love everything. He's rich. He's very rich, but he's nowhere near the high-end money that everybody else is making. If I'm a betting man, which I am, I'm betting that teams are going to start doing the – I think they're going to start realizing, like, oh, look, all the teams that are successful, aside from the Patriots – 
are the teams that have rookie quarterbacks because they can pay everybody else. And I'll be excited to see if this just all comes collapsing down on quarterbacks and their big fucking money. I'll be so excited. Now, granted, you're going to have to pay the Patrick Mahomes of the world. You're going to have to pay because I guess there'll become two models. It becomes two models. You either do the, we'll pay the quarterback and he has to win us the games. That's what they did with Russell Wilson in Seattle. He's not good enough to just win games by himself. Right. And you got to come to, well, he doesn't have anybody around him. Can't fucking afford anybody around him because you guys paid him so much money. Tom Brady's a guy, though, that can win. He can win. Now, granted, you got Gronk and Julian Edelman, and you got a, a good core there. But you look on the defensive side of the ball, they can't stop a fucking runny nose right now. They, they can't nope. stop anybody over there. First 100-yard rusher. Since Reggie Bush, Congrats to carry carry on. On Johnson. Yeah, Reggie Bush is agreeing to very cheap deals to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the only thing I know. That is all I got. But if yeah, go ahead. To your point though, you find a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's making like three million a year this year. If the if he's on the Rams, they're Dyson teams. I think. Yeah, because McVeigh. Let's let's go ahead and call it for what it is. McVeigh seems to be Rain Man like football yeah. guy. Yeah, for sure. Genius football yeah. guy. 32 years, 33 years old, head coach in the NFL, handling all those. Ad- that's First of all, the, the, the head coach is the GM of the football operations, right? He's got to set the schedules. He's got to set the, the meeting times, how the equipment managers act, how the athletic trainers act, when they're in the building, when they're not in the building. Every That's like you're the CEO, basically, of the football team. As a 33-year-old, I don't think there's many 33-year-old CEOs that are fucking handling multi-million dollar operations like McVeigh. Then you get that question on Bleacher Report from Sims and what's-his-face, and he's recalling plays from blah, blah. Now, granted, I think a lot of people could do that, but still, it was very interesting to just watch his brain go bing, 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 and then you watch the success. It's like it seems like they got the guy in there, and you just bring in a couple young quarterbacks that are cheap, Hey, we're not going to ask you to do too much. Maybe a deep ball here and there. Hand the ball. You got Todd Gurley right fucking behind you. Hand the ball off to him a little bit. And let's go ahead and get these wins. Just don't fuck it up. And that's an interesting. Jared Goff has got to feel a little bit disrespected by all the shit that's being written, though. A little bit. It's like Jared Goff, like, eh, Jared, system great. <laughs> Everybody can do what the fuck you're doing, Jared. That's basically what they're saying. But if I'm a betting man, which I am, on mybookie.ag using promo code PAT, getting a 100% bonus on my first deposit up to $1,000, I'm hammering the thought that this is the new recipe for success in the NFL. I honestly believe that this is what it's going to be because there's an abundance of quarterbacks that can do things. There's an abundance of them. Every, every college quarterback is the star in his little city, right? Everyone. Will Greer. Look at Will Greer. Who knows if Will Greer will become uh, Aaron Rodgers? But it, Will Greer can get a fucking ball to a receiver 20-yard out if he has to. You know, like that's – you don't need an elite guy if you got a great system and a great team around him. I think – I'm betting that that is what's going to happen. Other than that, very happy that we bankrupted my bookie on that cornhole challenge that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're recording this about an hour and a half before that takes place, but I feel very good about being in the home court on these cornholes. I got a little inside information from my bookie that told me more money is bet on these Beat Pat McAfee challenges than any hockey game in history. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, a little shots fired at hockey fans and hockey action. They're smart with their money. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm hammering uh, the Flyers early. Flyers are going to be good this year. Because of Gritty. 
I don't even know about their team, but I know Gritty's going to bring an energy to that city that ain't nobody can touch. That <laughs> and thing, that says a lot to get Philadelphia riled up like that. That you know? that thing has come in and taken over. Uh-huh. They're he, selling so much merch. He's the next generation of mascots, too. So much. Next generation of mascots. We got mascots out here that are the worst, the worst, that are super fun and blah, blah, blah. Now you got like a comedian out there, a guy who's like, yeah, listen. I ain't for the kids, I don't think. <laughs> I, I can't skate. I can't do shit. I'm this. I think it's brilliant by the Flyers. Absolutely brilliant. Hopefully they're they're good, but not great. Hopefully they continue to lose. It'll be awesome. But hopefully Gritty gets some primetime games out there. I picture it as a really, really fucked up Chaz Michael Michaels skate. <laughs> <laughs> When he's like, when he's starting to sweat inside the yeah. suit, oh, no. Oh, no. And he starts to puke. Yep. I love that. So I appreciate everybody betting on mybookie.ag using promo code Pat on the Beat Pat McAfee challenges today. At the end of the show, Diggs will be giving you some locks so we can uh, go ahead and hammer those home. Our job here is to help us bankrupt my bookie. Yep. They, they're one of our. They're our biggest sponsor. My bookie's our biggest sponsor. <laughs> but it's honestly my job to bankrupt their motherfucking asses. They give away money. That Bill Cosby bet is hilarious <laughs> absolutely hilarious you can bet on everything at my bookie m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e dot a-g using promo code packet 100% bonus on your first deposit up to a thousand dollars let's not get crazy mm-hmm. and go ahead and bet on that thing tonight rams vikings who you got uh i uh, straight up we talking spreads i i'm definitely taking vikings plus seven and a half now that's yeah. a lot of points Especially with their two corners out. I'm taking Vikings. Bro, it's at home in L.A. Thursday night, though. The stars are coming out. I can't wait to see who... Because this is Amazon's first game, too, right? So Amazon is going to be probably asking a lot of the L.A. people to come to this game mm-hmm. as well. I'm excited to see just the red carpet that happens. McVeigh wrote the classic yeah. uh, newspaper, let everyone out of work early memo. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, they, they should be packed. I got ramps. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> that did it for Zito. What's the money line on the Rams? It's, uh, the Rams are minus three something, 340, I think. What oh, time's the game? Uh, 820. So it's 520 in L.A. Yeah, you got to get out work. So traffic, what's that, 3 o'clock? you yeah, got to get much. out there. And the Ram- L.A. is Ram City, though, right? Yeah, yeah. The Chargers showed up late. They showed up a year late, and they were a dollar short with how their team was. That's a Ram City. They also, the Rams were there before. Like, so them coming back there, they were, they were already Rams fans there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, from way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. L.A. Yeah. Rams, yeah. Yeah, the L.A. Rams. Also, the L.A. Raiders, too, at one point, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Raiders. Fucking the, Dickerson to, was their star, asking for $300,000 a year salary for Hall of Famers. Well, there's also gang fights happening, right? Because <laughs> black and silver. That yeah. became, like, a really bad situation down there in L.A., I think. I think it became a bad spot for them. I'm thinking the Rams win. Seven and a half is a big spread, though. Mm-hmm. But that is a team. Prime time, right? Dwight Freeney told me, when the lights come on, that's when your big-time players have to make big-time plays, mm-hmm. right? That is mm-hmm. literally what Dwight Freeney mm-hmm. told me. You ever watch Dwight Freeney in a Monday night football game, Thursday night football game, Sunday night football game, there is a sack coming out of Dwight Freeney. It is a guarantee a lock. Mm-hmm. He can do that. That's all their team is, is big-time players. And the reason why big-time players have big names is because in the big situations when the lights are on, that's whenever they make plays. And when your entire team is big names... There is a reason, and I'd assume that the Rams are going to have a big evening tonight. Yeah. Seven and a half with is a big number. Yeah, with both of those corners out. If 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 Talib and Peters were both playing, I would have had a hard time. But taking the seven and a half, but with that, them out, I'm taking the seven. Seven and a half, half is a lot against of Steelin and Diggs. They make they may go wild. <laughs> you think old Kirk Cousins is going to bounce back from getting? It a might build be up? a high scoring game. You think over? 
No, I'm I'm done betting over unders for the we, rest of my life. We need to make a gift of <laughs> Thor. Never again hitting the over. Oh um, yeah, you know what I mean. Because I was looking for that this morning for the uh, for the Beat Pat McAfee tweet this morning. Uh-huh. I wanted the Thor hammer coming down. Oh, hammer the over. Hammer the over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yep. like it. Yeah, yeah I like I, it. Well, me too. I was look, I was. Searching the gift <laughs> thing, like 17, 18 scroller. Like, I was like, come on, give me, there has to be something on here. And there was nothing real. It'll be made by 12 o'clock. Perfect. Appreciate that. Go ahead and hit that fucking gift that Zito just put together. <laughs> What's going on in the, um, the uh, superhero world? Is there, is there anything Captain going Marvel? On? Captain Marvel's mm-hmm. coming out in March. The What's trailer a Captain just Marvel? This guy, are they just making people up now? No, no, no. It's Brie Larson. Brie Larson. It's a woman. Please have some respect. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I, Chris Evans, Captain America, announced, or an interview came out that he's done after the next movie. Isn't so, there a Venom movie coming out? Oh, yeah. There's a Venom yeah. movie with Tom, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, Hardy coming out. Uh, the trailer for... Captain America's about to be open? Yep. <laughs> the trailer for X-Men, Dark Phoenix, the newest X-Men movie, just dropped today. There's What's Captain America on. look like? Uh, Chris Evans, brown, uh, brown hair, good looking dude. I can, I can dark hair. Yeah. I can about six two, two twenty five, two thirty five, oh. six one two forty. Maybe he's a little stockier in the future. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I don't mind that. What is it, Captain America? Yeah, it's the guy. That's, Nick, that's who Nick is for Halloween every year. That's your shield thing that yeah. you have. Yeah. Ooh. That would piss you off so bad. If you were Captain America, yeah, why would that? Pi- I would love that. What do you mean? Oh, uh, would you? Yeah. Oh, that means a lot. He's My friend's actor. Captain America. He's, he's not an actor. He wouldn't care. He's not going for the part. <laughs> yeah. right. I, I may or may. I think I signed with an agency yesterday. By the way, yeah. I am very much an independent operator, and I hate the suits. But the recruiting calls I got to sign with one particular agency was a bit too big. Just I, makes sense. It does make sense to have somebody at the table. It is pretty crazy. You have too much going on here to be shopping yourself and fielding all these offers. Let someone else do it for you. Uh, Should I say it? Should I not say it? Should I say it? Should I not say it? Should I say it? Should I not say it? I got a call from a guy. (laughs) Very, very, very big-named man who will never be a guest on this show, I don't think, but a guy that I work for every once in a while. It was like a 20-minute conversation telling me that when I sit down with these group of people that I sat down yesterday that I can trust them. Mm-hmm. And I sat with these people for three hours, almost four hours yesterday, just kind of game planning what I want to be, what I want to do with my life, how they can help and everything like that. Because I very much enjoy figuring things out with my friends. I very enjoy I very much enjoy us figuring things out, you know? Like right now, we're trying to get Heartland Radio syndicated on actual radio, and we're dealing with old radio heads telling us that this is a bad idea. It's like it probably is, but I would like to find out. I don't, I don't really give a fuck what you think. Your industry is a dying one. You're a blockbuster. Let me go ahead and try to come in there. Let's figure it out a little bit. I enjoy doing that. I, I enjoy the... I didn't have an agent whenever I was in the NFL. I, I just enjoy the independent feel. But after talking to these guys three, four hours, I feel like we should do business with them. And after getting the calls from people that are like, yep, you should do business with these people, I'm like, oh, well, you've made a lot of money in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a good idea. So I think I signed with CA yesterday mm-hmm. which i guess is a pretty large group yeah ever I've been, heard of them i i honestly didn't before <laughs> like a week or two ago i had no idea who really? they were i had no clue i didn't even i saw their building though so they have a building in hollywood that is like a death star it's <laughs> impressive it is very impressive building yeah. i was out there with hank I think Hank and Kendra, and we're in a Jeep. That was back when they were married. So I was very, 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 very vitamined up sitting in the back of this Jeep. I was on some Cali stuff. It was years ago. 
And we stop at this red light, and I turn to my right, and I see this building, and then there's this round driveway in front of it, and there's 10 Bentleys parked in front of it, 10 of them. And then this building is this, look up the CAA building, Death Star building. It's this gla black glass panel with a hole in the middle of it. And there, it, all, it, it had millions and millions of dollars of vehicles sitting in front of it. And I'm very vitamined up. And I look over and I go, what the, is that the Illuminati? I, I said, is that the Illuminati? I want to go in there and I would like to join the Illuminati. And... Hank was like, no, that's an agency or whatever they represent and started listing off names. And I'm like, holy shit. And we like pulled away and I like just kept staring at it. And then we drive away, forgot about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Completely forgot about it that ever happened. Then old buddy flies out the day after I resigned from Barstool, basically. Mm -hmm. He's like, hi, uh, I'm blah, 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 representative from CAA. We are big fans of you. We've had you on our radar for a while, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, CAA? I'm like, what does your building look like? And he's, they, we pull it up on the internet. I'm like, that's that fucking building. <laughs> you guys are saying I'm allowed in that building? They're like, yeah, we want you in that building. I'm like, huh, I'm, you should have seen me about three years ago. I wanted in that building as well. <laughs> so now it's happening. I think it's a, I think it's going to be a very cool thing. Very, very cool thing. I'm very excited for it. Will it work out? Probably not, I assume. I mean, people are offering me $300 to do TV spots. <laughs> so it has to only go up from here. I mean, that's only here from there. But I'm excited about the future for all of us. You know who else is rep by CAA? Who? Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Oh. Ooh. Wow. There we go. Do I have a theme song? He's going to need to replace is there, is there a replacement. Is there a Captain America theme song? Dun, da, da, da. Dun, dun, da, da, da. Captain America! Oh, there it How is. you doing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what if I was Captain America and the United States champion in WWE? Oh, I mean, it's yeah. a full plate. I mean, we're just mapping it out here. But That seems, seems like, like a... that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Congratulations, listeners of the show. I think you're hearing what's about to happen in two years. It's <laughs> a tough schedule. Rock couldn't do it. Rock couldn't do WWE and film star. I feel, yeah, but he does all those movies. I'm doing just whew, America, Captain America. Yeah, those, movies. I mean, I guess they just did a run of them, but I, I doubt Chris Evans had much of a break ever. That's cool with me, man. I'm young. I'm a workhorse, ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Podcast, I can just do it in my phone. I got this little thing that just pops out of my phone, like Bill Burr. Just me and my phone. <laughs> me and Bill Burr just sitting in a room, staring at myself, talking into the wall. That would be a lot of fun, though, because I do have aspirations of getting into mm -hmm. either movie making or being in a movie, because I enjoy when I do stand-up comedy is basically like a movie, but you're all by yourself on a stage, basically. Right. You're all by yourself. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that a little bit more. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited. What an epic phone call, though, you got that day. <laughs> Back. If I didn't have CAA, I would only have two H's. <laughs> it was absurd. Again, an unknown number calls me while I'm sitting at lunch with my lady. Pat, what's up? Is this? <laughs> is this who I think it is? Yeah, what's going on? I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, here we go. Let's sit back. I want you to know blah, blah, blah. And he told me I could trust people. And that's a guy that I've trusted because he's put a lot of trust in me. Mm -hmm. It was a cool conversation. I'm very excited about it. Also very excited about the fucking Ryder Cup, boys. So excited. Very excited about the Ryder Cup. It's going to be a late night tonight. Yo, this is when things, the Olympics... We got them little girls dumping around in gymnastics. Terrible things are happening to them off the mat, but in Michigan State. But little, whenever they're doing their little balance bar and floor routine and the whole thing, I have no clue what's going on. But mm. God damn it, I'm cheering so hard because we're beating the fuck out of the rest of the country or the rest of the world.
I absolutely love it. When you watch the World Cup, obviously our team wasn't in it, but mm. when they are, you get a chance to pull for your own country. Whenever you're watching anything where it's USA first, I watched polo one time. Fucking mm -hmm. polo where they're swimming and most boring sport I've ever seen in my life. But it was USA versus somebody else, and I loved it. Now is the time for golf, for us to rally behind America to beat the fuck out of Europe, and I am so excited about it. Captain America approves, by the way, <laughs> of Ryder Cup happening. I can't wait. Yes, for get it. your Tiger shirts. Get your ti Captain Tiger shirts. Yep. Get your Captain yeah. America Tiger Woods shirts now. Uh, they have they're good shirts. Oh, oh yeah. they're, they're very expensive to make. We're only making like I think ninety nine cents off of each shirt that we sell there. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even for money. We just like the shirt. To yeah, be honest with you. It. Support gonna the be, cause. Tonight's going to be a nap night. The Thursday night game is going to be over around midnight, and then they tee off around 2 a.m. So What happens? Oh, just a quick yeah. two-hour two hour nap, and then Ryder Cup starts. Where's it at? In Wee oui, Wee oui, Paris. Yes. Yep. Wee oui, Wee oui, oh, Paris. Paris. French National. So how does this work? They all play around, and then... Uh, Friday is four ball, I believe. It, uh, okay, so go back to the beginning. What the fuck does that mean? It means so there's like a scramble, like when I go to the no, golf outing. No, it's two U.S. versus two European players, lowest score wins of of the four players. So you're playing your own ball. So you're playing your own ball. You're just in a cart with the other American. The mm -hmm. Europe's in a cart with another one, and then mm -hmm. just whoever has the lowest score out of those Correct. four wins. Yes. So so even if the one U.S. guy has the highest score out of the four, but the Doesn't, one has the yes. lowest, the U.S. gets a point. Correct. There. I wish they got the riding carts together. That would like be after awesome. they walk off the green, get in the cart, they got some like Skinnered blasting, mm. and they just peel out to the next hole. <laughs> I am a real American. So there's two sessions of that, and then there's alternate shot where one teammate hits the so one teammate hits the drive on all the even holes, one mm -hmm. teammate hits the drive on all the odds odd holes, and you rotate shots. Which oh. is a, that's my favorite. Which is a yeah, it's a wild four. You got to really scheme that right because if you yeah. got Phil Mickelson, you're like, all right, we need all the par threes to fall on Phil so, Mickelson. So Tiger's playing all of the odd or even holes. I can't remember even. because three of the four uh, par threes are. Even so, he's he's teeing off on all the even holes. So we want Tiger on par, not with his driver because his driver goes everywhere. He's an elite iron player. Elite. And then the the final day. Row is, the boat. The final day is one on one matches, which is fucking. That's what really what it comes down to. Like the first two days mean something, but like you can like if all of your team wins their fucking. So this is Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in that country. Yes. Yes, but it's yeah. in America where we live here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thursday night, matters. Friday night, Saturday night. It'll end probably what Sunday morning at like six a.m. Well, the good the good thing is the. The, so there's a morning round and an afternoon round. The afternoon round tees off at 7.05 Friday morning. So, oh, so if you want to catch that. That Sunday, is perfect. Coverage yeah. is 2 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yes. So this is like the World Cup again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good for us. And early rumors are that Tiger's going to be paired with uh, Patrick Reed. Yeah, Reed tomorrow. I, so, we hate Patrick Reed, right? He's tonight, awesome in the Ryder Cup. Dude, he is so – he just – it's like people like sometimes just rise to a different level for the country. Patrick Reed is one of them. This weekend you don't hate him. <laughs> he ac he actually goes by Captain America during the Correct. Ryder Cup. Yeah. A lot of people call him that. I think I actually hate him. Yeah, not my Captain America. <laughs> He's not my. Captain I'll reluctantly America. cheer for him because I love this. There was country, a match a few years ago between him and Rory that was insane. insane. How many times has he he done well in Ryder Cup? Once, uh, every single time. Yeah. So it's one time. No, so no. He's last a... last two times I think, or maybe three. Even. Who? Uh... <laughs> I hate this guy. Right, this is the guy I hate. You hate him. I have a love hate with him. Why Ryder do I Cup hate him though? Because he wore red on Sundays. Why you hate him? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, and didn't he? He bitched about something too, didn't he? He's always doing something. Oh, it was the uh, Cubs game or Red, Red Sox, Sox game. game. That yeah. was it. He yeah. upgraded his tickets, but I had to sit next to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's yeah, that that's it. the that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Yep. Yeah, I hate him. He wore his jacket everywhere too, right? Oh yeah, he wore. I think he got married with his jacket on. <laughs> really? I don't hate that. No, that no. might have been Sergio. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate that move. <laughs> I don't hate that move. I I. I don't like him bitching about paying for the upgrade yeah. and then having to basically speak like, oh, I'm with the peasants here, the other golfers. Yeah, like, it's because he was in like the foul ball seat, so he was uh, worried. So you're going home with a ball. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> Take a fishing net in there, snag a ball from an old lady sitting in front of you, <laughs> and walk it the fuck off. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever been to a baseball game before. <laughs> Another reason to hate him. I never played baseball. October 10th, by the way. October 10th, PatMcAfeeShow.com. October 10th, PatMcAfeeShow.com. October 10th, PatMcAfeeShow.com. We have a link up. Pre-order will be three thirty-three. Day of will be five bucks. Cool. We just made that decision just now. <laughs> three thirty-three pre-order though. I'm going on the Rich Eisen show. I think to promote that. Nice. nice. Flying all the way out to Los Angeles. I like Rich a lot. Uh, Rich. He's a down-to-earth, like just normal-ass dude. Colin doing what he does. He's the voice of the NFL. Mm -hmm. The NFL Network, the NFL has anointed him the voice of the NFL. Long-time supporter of the brand, too, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. He uh, he is a big-time punters or people, too, movement. Not for the brand, punters or people, too. Yeah, movement. in the same vein, is what I meant. Uh, kind of. At least it wasn't kickers or people, too. Strictly your position, man. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that completely. Because kickers are definitely the lesser of the athletic ones whenever it comes to punters and kickers. And they're the sure. more mental ones, I, I assume. I don't want to cause any riff in the brand at all. But it is very well known that the punters are light years ahead in athleticism mm -hmm. to the kickers. That's just the way it has to be. Because to launch a ball 70 yards off your foot every fucking time, just a whole different animal of athlete. <laughs> punters are people too, Rich. See you October 8th. <laughs> <laughs> October 8th, I'll be in his studio. This is my first time ever being He's invited. Nice studio too. Yeah, it's my first time ever being invited in a studio. He's keeping me on for an hour too. Like that. Oh, cool. There was another show that asked me to come on for 10 minutes to fly to their studio, and they had me on for 10 minutes. It's hmm. like, so God, what do you guys think? I just do nothing all day? <laughs> <laughs> just fly to your place for a 10 minute spot? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's been kind of cool, though, to kind of experience these situations. Like, this invite into the studio would have never happened. Like, I, this is something I never would have thought would happen ever. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to make sure that my shoe game's tight. Mm -hmm. It will be. I got to make sure I look thin and I have a spray tan because it's also on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, these are the moments you don't think about. You always, like, I was always like, man, I wonder if I'll ever get the opportunity to do insert name here. Whenever I'm watching people do it, I'm like, oh, they're doing it all wrong. Mm -hmm. Look at them. They look bad. They know their shoes are going to be on. Have a nice oh. pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, you start judging the people. Now it's me. I was thinking about going in full body paint, by the way. Suit. Body paint suit. <laughs> Just full body suit. Something to think about. Just something to think about. You wouldn't yeah. sweat. I, I always sweat. But I think I'm going to do that if I ever get invited on a late night show. I'm oh, going to do a, a suit, body paint suit. Mm -hmm. Maybe Captain America body paint suit. You start the campaign now. Oh. When's he up? Uh, they got the Avengers 4 movie. He, they're doing a couple reshoots now. And then he's done. I gotta send a text to. Uh, so you got about a year. I gotta send a text to my agent. <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta send a text to my agent. And whenever I become Captain America, mm -hmm. I won't change. No. I want people to know: whenever I become a massive movie star, I will not change. <laughs> I will not change. You guys think I would change? I mean, it's you can't not. Yeah, you can't. It's not. I think I'll probably have a spray tan more. If I had to guess, I'll spray mm -hmm. tan myself more often. 
I'll probably have to stay in shape a little bit more. If that, I'm that's American. the thing. Yeah, but you'll you get, get paid to work back. out like six days a week yeah, or six hours you with a day. the juice. Yeah, I'll get that Hollywood juice, yeah. Yeah. bro. I've been wondering what those fuckers take because I'm doing this keto. I'm busting my ass. I'm working out. And these bottom two abs of mine, I don't think they, like, I think I was born without them. I don't think I have them. And then these Hollywood guys, like, they'll find them for you. They're like 55 years old and they just got like eight pounds. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, there has to be some metabolic rate slowdown there. I don't know how you have them. Those are the, those are the two personality abs. So people that are born with those, they, they lose, they don't have personality. God replaces it with two lower abs. <laughs> but you can correct that with science. You can. Chris Pratt went from Parks and Rec, Andy Dwyer, very n- out of shape. Yes. With like 290. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to shredded Hollywood, Guardians of Galaxy. Hollywood's got some stuff out there. Oh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone's still alive, too. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to take stuff and die because you just look at... By the way, did you see the new Creed trailer? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Bro, looks be so good. Good. I love that creed. I, I have not watched all the Rockies. Oh, you're not a man. <laughs> I have not watched all the Rockies. Shredded. Michael B is is shredded. Shredded. He's on that Hollywood shit too. Yeah. He he's got his abs are climbing on top no, of I know you other. haven't seen all the Rockies, and I think we, you haven't seen Rocky Four, right? I get it. Draga? That's the one you need to see though before you see Creed Two. I don't. I'm just gonna watch Creed Two and I'll oh, get it. It's so good though. No, they're gonna run through the whole yeah, thing. We get it. Russian so guy Next. kills that guy, that guy happened, bing bang boom. Now he's fighting for his dad. Got it. It's so good. Drago's still alive, by the way. And I think him and Sly probably get into a scuffle on the side, if I had to guess. And Sly probably dies. Bye. By the way, you heard Creed, too. Just right there. We just broke it down for you. (laughs) All boxing movies are the same. I've said it before. Whoa, Not true. Not true. What are you talking about, bro? Southpaw? They're all underdog stories. Not not true. That's all it is. Mm -mm. You know who the underdog is. They come out on top at the end. Not true. Not true. Rocky didn't win like half of his fights. The grudge match. (laughs) I also haven't seen Rocky. (laughs) Some people forget Rocky was on 500 record. All boxing movies are the same, but you haven't seen most of the boxing movies. Correct. Just like you did. You just did with the Rocky movies. Yeah, but I get it. it. You don't. I think I do. do. You don't. But we just proved that you don't. Just because I haven't seen them doesn't mean I don't get it. Well, you said that everybody, the underdog comes out on top. And Rocky, they just said to you a counterpoint that is completely contradictory to your statement. He doesn't win. No. By the way, in my head, he did win every single time. <laughs> but I would never come out and just say everything's the same. <laughs> he ended up poor and he can't talk right. you got to pick and choose, bro. you got to pick and choose what shots you take whenever you have no clue what's going on. I've always had that take. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I respect that. You guys have heard me talk about movement. You know those two college dropouts that started their own watch company? Mm -hmm. This company has grown like crazy. Loco, some would say. (laughs) Captain America doesn't speak Spanish, by the way. Nope. I think he should. I think he does speak a little bit. I was about to say, I should probably, maybe that's something I bring to the characters that I speak a little Spanish. <laughs> bilingual. <laughs> yeah, Captain bilingual Captain America. <laughs> he definitely speaks German, for sure. Que pasa primo? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Capitan. <laughs> Americano. How do, you, how do you feel about Nazis? I don't like them. Good. Well, Captain America ended World War II, so you could. Did I really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should probably watch that. I should probably watch that. <laughs> no, you're, you're better off not watching it and having just a blank like, start with it. Guys, <laughs> consider me the piece of paper before Bob Ross starts his shit. <laughs> Paint me however you'd like to see me as your next Captain America producer, director guy. Would be pretty cool. I think I'm probably too old, huh? Too Dude, old? Younger, yeah. You're younger than Chris Evans. Yeah. 
He's probably, what, 35, 36? On it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I should be putting this in my brain, though, because this is looking to be a big disappointment. Because in my head, I am Captain America already. He's 37. After our conversation, what, it's been 25 minutes since this mm -hmm. has been brought up? In my head, I'm already Captain America. I'm like, yeah, this is going to happen. Did you give up on the other guy? Yeah, Booster Gold, yeah, we gave up. <laughs> There's too many people we got to okay through. Yeah. There's too many. Well, we there shouldn't be any this time. And when you can be Captain America. <laughs> why be Booster Gold? Yeah, why be Booster Gold when you can be Captain America? He's Captain America with Jorts? No. Maybe in his spare time he could. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans isn't even American, right? Yeah, he is. Yes. He's from Boston. Who's the guy from Australia that looks like him? Thor. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of look alike, don't they? A little bit. Thought yeah. they were brothers. They're not brothers. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you <laughs> thought they were brothers <laughs> in Infinity War. <laughs> when I watched that Infinity War, I thought Hemsworth they were... Hemsworth brothers are a thing. They are a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Liam is Liam. Married the Miley Cyrus, right? Or engaged? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, she's with Schwarzenegger's kid. No. Nah. Uh, they used to be, I think. She's been on and off with uh, at Lil Hemsworth for a while. Huh. What about Noah? Noah Cyrus. Uh, oh, that's such a shame. Jigsaw. Uh, she had $12,000 worth Jigsaw. of tears after she broke. <laughs> 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 this company has grown like crazy. <laughs> and now with almost 2 million watches sold in 160 countries, they continue to revolutionize fashion on the belief that style... Style mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. should not break the bank. True. Keep the bank whole. Yes. Still while bringing in the style. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've checked the site out lately. I have. I know Diggs has. Mm -hmm. I have as well. Big watch guy. But this is for the listeners. But they have doubled the number of watch styles. Doubled. Doubled. It's almost 200% what they had last almost. time. Almost. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right, by the way? I feel like every time I give a percentage, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Because it's like, it's you almost 100% it. of what they had. Yeah, because is it 100% more, more, right? Yeah. It would be 100% more, but 200% of what they... Yeah, it's all in the phrasing. That's why I don't think I ever get those numbers right. Percentages I'm not a math guy. That's why I always use fractions instead. No, don't do that. So this is four seconds, four, four halves? Two ones. Four halves worth of goods. Mm -hmm. Four halves worth of watches. You're not going to... Mm -hmm. You're not going to reduce that fraction? Are you fucking psycho? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a four-half fraction. Anyways, they're still expanding. They could be five-halves soon. Movement has come far from being crowdfunded kids working out of a living room. In the past year, they've not only introduced a ton of new watch collections for both men and women, but also expanded to sunglasses and fashion-forward bracelets for her. Mm-hmm. For her, one-stop shop to make everybody in your life happy. I absolutely love that. Movement watches are all about looking good and keeping it simple. Movement watches don't tell you how many steps you've taken or how to blow your wrist up with text messages. No. Nope. Mm -mm. It tells time and is looking good doing it. Movement watches start at just $95. Wow. Somebody's like, 95 bucks. That is insane mm -hmm. because comparable watches in department stores... Four hundred to five hundred dollars. Easy. Quick fraction, yeah. Diggs. How much are you saving? Uh, a good four hundred percent, Pat. Movement figured out that by selling <laughs> online, they were able to cut out the middleman in retail markup, providing the best possible price. Classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. Huh? Mm. Minimalism. Keep Heard it simple. It? Cut out all the bullshit. Yeah. I don't need all the bullshit. I don't need all that. That's the scissors cutting out the bullshit. Mm -hmm. By the way. A, Cut it out. Oh, that guy was a legend. <laughs> <laughs> he also did that moose impersonation. Bullwinkle? Yeah. There it is, that one. Yeah. Oh, no, that was Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> that guy died, right? Heroin? Steve? No. no. 
He's thriving. He's kicking. Steve from Blue School is still alive? I'm sure he went to rehab and did some weird shit, but... Never would have guessed. He's got some stories. <laughs> a doll pair of scissors, by the way. Very frustrating. Mm-hmm. I tried to cut the... Uh, Lefty scissors, frustrating. Why do they exist? Why aren't they both just both? Do you know that uh, 27 lefties die a year from trying to use right hand scissors? Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash McAfee and see why movement keeps growing and growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to MVMT.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. Join the movement. Great watches for him and her ever. And the sunglasses, by the way. Sunglasses are incredible. Absolutely incredible. The best. Uh, Chris Conti's placed on IR. His last play of possibly his career <laughs> is one of the worst ones in history. That's a tough way uh, to go out. Apparently, he was playing the game with uh, the torn PCL or whatever. This is just what Zane Gonzalez said, too, That's about his yeah, kicking, too. his groin. Yeah. He could have been injured. Let's say he's hurt. He wasn't injured, though. If you put him on the field, he's, not, he's hurt, not injured. But that's a tough way to go out. It sucks. I hate to see that people get hurt that way. But, boy, that's got to feel good for Vance. <laughs> that's a tough way to Vance injure. needed that. It's been a tough struggle for him. He's been battling a lot of injuries. He what, needed that. Then him coming in that post game press conference, just cutting a promo. Is, the very guys. Yeah, they won't come at me low. They're <laughs> 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 coming me high. I don't think so. Good for him. Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, both getting their first NFL starts this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield wins. I think Josh Rosen loses. That's yeah. what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sure. strictly because I think the team around Baker is good. I think Miles Garrett. So this is, is uh, something is. I was thinking about. We were talking about this earlier. Baker's in a situation where it looks like he's going to be legitimate. It looks like he's going to be a guy yeah. eventually down the road. You're going to have to pay a ton of money to. Mm-hmm. If you're the Browns, do you dip into free agency or do you keep building through the draft and try and capitalize on the three year window you have, three or four year window That's you the have? Thing, like we were talking about earlier. Hugh Jackson wouldn't even say Baker was a starter after that fucking return. Let's, Let's not- assume Hugh's not going to be there for the next three to four years. Hugh said on Hard Knocks, "I know I'm going to win here." So that's interesting. That dude's fucked up. (laughs) I don't know. Like, yeah, because the draft is risky. You don't know if you're going to hit or not. Free agency is probably the way to go if you're going to do it like the way Pat is talking about earlier. I like free agency a lot. I've always been a big fan of free agency. But then, like, the Rams also hit big in the draft with with Gurley and with Aaron Donald. You're going to have picks in draft, though. You're going to have picks in the draft. You just have to hit on your picks. Yeah. You have on, let's say, what? Four out of or three out of seven of your picks, if you have just the standard amount of picks, you have to hit on. But the free agent, I I never understood the people. Now, granted, I'm not running a team either. I don't even have a fantasy football team because I don't have enough time. <laughs> I've never understood the people that aren't willing to trade for a guarantee to to risk. They're risking like a third rounder or a second rounder, which is just a roll of the dice, to bring in a guaranteed surefire this guy has done this. I never understood it personally. And I think it's all because of numbers and how much that vet costs versus the rookie Mm -hmm. and all that shit. But if you're the Browns and you want to really make a statement because you got this cheap quarterback who seems to be good, I think you got to make a play in free agency. I agree with the free agency thing. But there are like a few franchises who are notably known for not bringing in any free agents that have been good for like a long time. Like the like the Packers and Steelers notably don't bring in steel or don't bring in free agents ever. Joe Hayden got cut. I guess they bring him in. He's a yeah. Starter. Hayden, you got to find the right ones. Yeah. But also um, those quarterbacks that they drafted are a pretty big deal, mm-hmm. right? There's the there's the thing. The other right? side. There's the other recipe right there. That's the Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers. You gotta be really fucking good. They gotta win games. They gotta by be able themselves. to win games by themselves. That's what they have to do. You have to, and I think the GM has to look at the quarterback and say, 
can this motherfucker win the game all by himself? Because that's what it's going to be if we pay him. Can this dude win the game by himself? And they did that with Russell Wilson. And I think that was a mistake. Well, then those teams also have to get lucky in the draft, too. Like, A.B. was a sixth round. Le'Veon was a second round. Like, those those teams – It's drafting is huge as well. Lev Bell, bro. <laughs> he's living his best life. He's a terrible rapper. <laughs> Can I just go out and say it? He's fucking terrible. It's too much auto-tune. He uses way too much auto-tune. That's a new thing, bro. Mumble no, rap. not this much. It's <laughs> a new thing, dog. Every fan base outside of Pittsburgh is like, yeah, we'll listen to that every day. Come be a running back for us. This world is so full of green, so I got to get what I need. She giving me head and lamb, so I got to slow down my speed. Of course. And now that I got to run dressing from all of these angles, her body impressive. Not saying I'm mad, but she really aggressive. If you think I hit, well, I guess that you guessed it. This money I made, hey, I think I still need a race. I'm rocking four on my chains. I spent one K on the shades. Yeah. These people saying I changed. Hey, I know I'm changing the game. Hey, you know I am the one you should thank. Hey, I am the one you should thank. Hey, it's easy to see that they want to catch up with the game. Hey, I got the cash in the safe. Hey, I got the mems in the bank. Right there in the safe. My girl's ass look like a tank. He's got M's in the safe. Don't fucking put words in his mouth. <laughs> You're the problem with media. What? Yeah, you. You take this platform and take words and make them up on your own. It's fucked up, dude. It's unbelievable. What are you, an anonymous source now? Hater. Hater. Well, I might not even take that two-hour nap in between the Ryder Cup and the game. I might just listen to Wheezy for two hours in between. Is that coming out? Tonight? When's his birthday? Tomorrow. Wicking me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think Le'Veon Bell, on the complete flip side, complete flip side, I think he's made enough money, he's happy, and he just wants to live with his boys. I think that is the case. I honestly think that is the yeah, case. His, that uh, sense. I think he has enough money. He rented a yacht the other day that was bigger than anything I've ever seen. It's a <laughs> yacht, monster yacht. He's down in Miami. He's fat and happy. He's just rapping, having a good old time. And he's got, what, 20-some million probably in the bank at, at some least, point. At least. So that's before taxes. So like 15, let's go 12, maybe $12 million. You can live off $12 million for a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time, long time, long time. His agent came out last week and said he misses playing football. I miss watching him play football. <laughs> He's so goddamn good. He's so goddamn good. I don't think he's going to come back to the Steelers, though. I don't think not that's happening. Chance. I think there's a good chance he's not coming back to the yeah, Steelers. Yeah, it looks that way. It does look like well, he doesn't. How does he do an album sales? <laughs> How many think. streams does that have? Nick? Hey, uh, maybe he's think. all right. Todd, I don't think good. 
I don't think good. All, the only way musicians make money is by touring, and I don't think he can tour. No. Yeah. I don't think he can tour. Well, that right song's now. only got 59,000 streams. So. It's not bad. It's more than zero. It's a good start. <laughs> it's a good start. I knew a rapper from our high school who was getting 1,200, and he was uh, he was really feeling himself. He had groupies, the whole thing. Oh, oh Mac. Oh, Will Mac. Oh, Jesus. What happened to him? He was part of Nick's Nitrous Rush. Uh, yeah, Nick was in a car, car club with that car guy. Club. He headed the car club. I was not a part of it. Uh, uh, RIP, what? see the J- Japan has 128,000. So you doubled oh. up. Because, oh. <laughs> maybe I hold out from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text my agents. <laughs> That's such a wild thing to say, by the way. I can't wait to just drop that in. Remember, we were talking to somebody down at WWE and they're like, oh, yeah. we'll have my attorney, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. I, and I stopped the whole conversation. I was like, yo, that was some big swinging dick. <laughs> My attorney will do this. There that was, was some a- big swinging dick move you just did. Now I'm going to start doing that to everybody. There was a... Uh, well, my agent will call you. There was a funny moment yesterday before they left. They were talking to us, and they were like, does anyone need our cards? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are familiar with this, huh? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to have you talk to my agent. <laughs> I'm... I can't wait to just say it to like a delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it around. <laughs> uh, thanks for the food. Oh, no problem. Can I take a look around? You're going to have to talk to my agent. <laughs> Everybody does get nosy when they drop shit off here. Oh, yeah. Everybody uh-huh, gets a little yeah. nosy. Uh, sure. what, what, what is this? We have a fantasy factory, so I completely understand it. But man, everybody just feels like they can just, like it's a mall. Like Every it, pizza delivery guy. Well, I'll, uh, I'll go sit on the table for you. I always tell them it's an animal testing facility. <laughs> 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 now get the fuck out. <laughs> you ever see Rampage? That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do up on top there. <laughs> we should start wearing surgical masks to the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bro, you should get the fuck out of here. When you're in the uh, airport, and I know it's like Chinese culture to do this, but every time I fly to Orlando, it's the international airport, so there's a lot of Chinese people there. When they wear their masks, it freaks me the fuck out. Oh, it's because of SARS, right? I don't know what it's... It's because of all diseases. I want to know what I'm... What I'm getting that they are refusing to get, and they're sitting right next to me, breathing the same air that I'm breathing, and they have that mask on, and I'm just looking at them, and I I want to I know they can't speak English, but I want to ask them like, what are we worried about, right? Like, what am I not worrying about that you are worrying about? What are we doing? Airplanes are tin cans of disease of just circulating diseased air. (laughs) I know, and when you get on a plane with forty to fifty people all wearing those masks, it freaks me the fuck out. I actually think uh, getting out of China, there's so much pure oxygen mm-hmm. outside of it that they, they can't handle OD. it. They get too high, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they just keep that mask and there's a little bit of smog in there. Wait, you mean they're not all doctors? <laughs> uh, you're so stupid. We'll be back. We got a conversation with a guy that I don't think does a lot of these. I cannot wait to chat with them. Before we get to our incredible guest, big name guest, by the way, Monster Get Here, mm-hmm. slid in a DM. DM was received well. Another one came back. This is what we like to call a big fish. Mm-hmm. Handsome fish, too. Mm-hmm. Big fucking eyes. <laughs> but a nice fucking fish. He's a, he's a, this is a whopper. Oh, yeah. It really is. Oh, yeah. This guy is the voice of an entire league, basically. Well, and like yep. you said, I haven't heard him on any other podcasts or, you know, like he, he doesn't even do radio that often, I don't think. So. I'm very intrigued by this. Mm-hmm. When I sent the DM, it was just it was it was um, it was like that GIF. Steph Curry. Yes, just shooting your shot. <laughs> and then I saw the dots that he was typing back, and I'm like, wait a minute, 
there? And then he responds with, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, now what do I do? It was wild. Foxy could have never closed that, by the way. No chance. <laughs> Foxy could have never closed that. Foxy, you know what you need to start doing, though? What's that? Because when you come in here on Mondays, normally after your three-day binge of blacking out or whatever you do and right. failing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're normally a little hungover. Uh-huh. So what you need to start doing in your life? Yeah. Liquid IV. Liquid oh. IV aids recovery after a night out, fuels fast-paced lifestyle, provides quick hydration relief. You think this will help? With what? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No chance it helps there. <laughs> Does definitely help us out, though. Yeah, Here. yeah helps work. Yeah, helps. Mm-hmm. That's more important anyway. Correct. Great answer. Yep. You don't believe that. I could sense it, <laughs> but that was a great <laughs> mouth answer there. You okay? got it. Great way to put that out there. Families and kids as well. Liquid IV is a healthy, clean ingredient alternative to sugary sports drinks and is safe for pregnant, nursing women, and children to consume. The entire family will love it. Drunk dad, pregnant mom, kids. Everybody can use this thing. It is quick hydration. Quick hydration. Liquid IV make you feel good. Summer heat dehydration got you? Always. Mm -hmm. Always. Liquid IV. Maybe the heater at your workplace is just crushing and you're sweating your ass off all day. Liquid IV. Maybe you went to a happy hour and consumed too much. You need to take it before you go to bed at night. Liquid IV. When the roosters are crowing and the cows are in the pasture. Liquid Liquid IV. IV. Flies together. <laughs> Liquid IV is not your average electrolyte drink mix. It's non-GMO and has clean ingredients. It's a healthy alternative to traditional. That's a tough one. Let's be honest. <laughs> traditional mm-hmm. sports drinks. Yeah, that is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like real world. Vegan and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, nice. Uh, can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. Oh, wow. Wow. Huh. Wow. Delivers hydration straight to the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, including vitamin C. My favorite. More than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. No a lot cramps. of potassium in that banana. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. potassium. And you don't have to worry about the spiders Correct. in mm-hmm. the banana. Or the little sticky things that are on the side of the banana that you mm-hmm. peel off. Hate those. Hate those. And donates one serving to people in need for every order placed. Oh. So they're hydrating the world. Oh. Wow. Because you need to be hydrated as well. Mm-hmm. They're a health-conscious, everyday athlete would love this. Professional adventure travelers would love this. It's TSA-friendly as well, by the way. So let's go ahead and take it on a road. Let's All go right. ahead and take it on a road. I love Liquid IV, and I know you will too. Right now, listeners can get 20% off at liquid-iv.com when you use code PAT at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquid-iv.com and enter promo code PAT to get your savings and start better hydrations. That's liquid-iv.com, promo code PAT. Don't wait. Get hydrated today. Future you will thank you. liquid IV.com promo code Pat. Now let's get to this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now is a man who's an absolutely legendary human on the television. He's the voice and face of college football, and it's a handsome face and a beautiful voice to be that. 
This weekend, he's at the Penn State-Ohio State whiteout game. You can see him every Saturday morning on college game day delivering the goods about college football week in and week out. I met him for the first time at the ESPN College Football Awards whenever I was nominated for the Ray Guy Award. Ray Guy got it wrong, didn't give me the award, but the weekend was a blast. A true gentleman, a man's man, ladies and gentlemen, Kirk Herbstreit. What's up, big man? How you doing? I'm excellent. How are you, Kirk? Your life is awesome. It's so fun to watch you. Well, I appreciate it. I, I enjoy watching you as well. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate. I remember you actually playing in college. I know you had a brilliant NFL career, but you also obviously got it done very well in the good old days back in Morgantown, West Virginia. You guys were... You guys were always good teams back then. We had a lot of fun. Pat and Steve Slate and I rode their coattails to a lot of wins. <laughs> I walked out of there with an all-time point score leader, and and then I just and, kind of, and you know if you think about it, man, Rich Rod was. I mean, I don't know if you're a fan or not, but he was ahead of the game with this whole up tempo and wearing the different wristbands and being a crazy guy on the sideline. And he was one of the first guys to really make that style of offense go. And, um, you know, he did it, you know, with smaller schools and then as an offensive coordinator at Clemson. And, and then, of course, when, uh, when he had Pat White and Steve Slayton, I mean, that, that, was, that was about as good as it gets. But uh, I think a lot of people started to copy that offense uh, and, and what they were doing. And now we see it all over, the, all over the country every week. I think he would tell you that, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know he would. <laughs> Uh, Kirk, I want to dig into you a little bit. So you were Ohio State starting quarterback your senior year. Your dad was also Ohio State Buckeye captain. So when you, when you become 1996, you started doing this college game day thing, I believe is for how hard is it to keep the bias out of it for being an Ohio? Because I know the Ohio State cult is a strong one. How hard is it for you week in and week out to do that? You know, man, it's weird for me because I, I've never really had a problem with that. I, I just, from day one, um, you know how you, you put, like, as I'm talking to you, I just took a break from getting ready for the weekend, and you put so much time into your preparation that when you call the game, you just see two teams, and you talk about the teams. And last year, is it a classic example? We got down to the Final Four, and who should be the Final Four? And there's all the talk about it looks like it might come down to Ohio State and Alabama. And Alabama didn't even go to the SEC championship game. They lost to Auburn. How in the heck could they go in? And Ohio State just, just won the Big Ten championship against Wisconsin. And, and they have to ask us, which always the tough spot, who should be the four teams? And the easy thing to say, being a former Ohio State guy, as you said, and captain, and my dad was a captain, my wife is a cheerleader at Ohio State, is to say Ohio State. And I've never really looked at it that way. I just, if it's Ohio State, then I would say it's Ohio State. And if it's not, based on what I think, then in that case, I said it was Alabama. I thought Alabama uh, had, had kind of hit some skids early with some injuries and then got better and better and better. Despite not even making it to Atlanta, I thought they were a better team between Alabama and Ohio State. And so I said Alabama. And so, um, you know, I, I, I don't know why it's not hard for me. I love Ohio State when I'm not on the air. 
My kids are brainwashed Buckeyes. We love the Buckeyes. <laughs> but man, when I'm on the air, I, I just I just talk about objectively like whatever I think. That's because you're a professional, Kirk. Now you just mentioned the the Final Four or whatever the playoff system there for yeah. so long. The world, BCS, ESPN, even you guys on TV were talking about how a playoff would ruin college football. Now we're at a four team playoff, and now everybody wants more teams into the playoff. Everybody wants more. <laughs> how do how does the college football world kind of solve this problem of their fans wanting more and more and more and more at all times? Well, you know, you were a player, and, and I think if you talk to the players, even during the BCS era, most of them would say that they would have wanted some kind of playoff yes. to be able to, to kind of find out who the, the best teams really were. The players wanted to play the games. Um, so, and and the, the, the kind of politics prevented that from happening. And then finally it just became so obvious that they had to do something that we finally got a 14 playoff. And you're right. I'm a guy that I love regular season college football, like end of August all the way to early December. I'm all in every week. I'm an NFL fan, um, but I really don't get that way for the NFL until like week 13, week 14. You start seeing the teams. This team needs to win their last two you know, maybe they win the tiebreaker, that kind of thing. But the urgency doesn't really hit me for the NFL till till like November and December. And in college football, it's the entire season. And I've always been big on if we go to a playoff, I don't want college football to become college basketball. And I'm a diehard college basketball fan, but I really don't care until March Madness. Yep. Um, Duke can beat North Carolina, whatever. They're going to drop one spot in the rankings. Doesn't even matter until we get to the tournament. And I didn't want college football to become like that, and I still don't. So with that being said, I've always thought four would be plenty. But now after watching it for four years, I feel like maybe six or if you want to go to eight, as long as we can hold on to the regular season still being important and still being relevant, then uh, then I'm okay with expanding it to, to six or, or possibly eight teams. I, six I think would be ideal. But uh, if, if you went to eight, I, you know, I don't, I don't think we'd lose the regular season and, and the importance of it. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I honestly, I never really thought about it that way as college basketball doesn't really matter until March Madness in the conference tournaments. Sometimes you'll see a team make a run, but the regular season means right. absolutely nothing. But with that being said, I believe college football, the reason why the anticipation is high all year is because of the atmospheres, the environments that you get thrown. Yeah. into in the middle of college football is a much different ball game than the NFL. What's your favorite environment you got to experience that kind of went like it made you go like, Oh shit. I did not expect this place <laughs> to be like this. If that makes sense. Um, you know, an oh shit moment would be Missouri. Um, and you never, like I just said, Missouri and you're like, what? Yep. <laughs> but when Chase, when Chase Daniel was at Missouri, I'm, I'm telling you that that really surprised me. Just the campus itself, and and just the feel of it. I I, I wasn't expecting that. But my crazy, just I, I love going there. Place is actually where I'm going this weekend. Uh, Penn State, when they, it's a whiteout, and they're ranked in the top five or top ten in the country, and they're playing an opponent that's in the top five or top ten. I will challenge anybody, anywhere other than maybe the Premier League over in Europe, to find a better <laughs> sports atmosphere than what you'll see this weekend when, when Ohio State goes into Penn State. It's as good as there is, not just in college football, but in sports. 
See, there's your Ohio State bias right there. Not Ohio State. Not yeah. Ohio State. Not yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. It's because Ohio State's there. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> 9 a.m. in the morning. Those college kids yeah. are lit back there. Do you guys yeah. ever just take a moment, look around, and be like, you know what? I hope my kids never go to college. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Those, 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 they, a lot of times, man, they spend the night in tents. Um, out around the set, so they get a good spot to be on TV. And um, yeah, they're they're I, I I maybe when I was younger, I might might have kind of looked around and looked at the, you know how crazy everybody was. And at this point, Lee Corso told me a long time ago. He's eighty two or eighty three years old, and he told me when I first started, don't whatever you do, don't look back, don't look back. <laughs> <at the> people, <laughs> <you know. laughs> they're saying good things or bad things just keep looking forward but when we, before we come on the air we you know everybody's yelling and holding up signs and acting crazy and you know we we, we love to you know be involved with the crowd as much as we can i mean that, that we have great fans and honestly i'm not just saying this our crowd at our show is almost like another person sitting at the set i've seen other studio shows try to mimic what we're fortunate to have on college game day and it's just different it just it feels almost like made for tv kind of crowd our crowd is is just as real and as authentic as you can hope for everywhere we go and so yeah we we uh we have a good time with them, but yeah, there a lot of them are hammered without a doubt. Especially when we spend the night there. The WWE back in the day used to have signs up everywhere. Every single arena yeah. they went in, there was signs. And then obviously, there's some people that ruin it, right? There's some people that put up terrible signs. Do you guys have somebody who's there just strictly looking for bad signs and then getting rid of them, like the WWE has? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, we have guys that try to look for things that that are above and beyond crazy that shouldn't probably be on TV. But also part of a, what we like to do is keeping some of those signs and some of the edgy signs that people might think that we're offended by and, and let people know we're not, it's okay. If you want to put something out there that, uh, you know, if you're cussing or saying something like that and they'll probably take it down. But if you're, if you're trying to do something and you, you think it's a good one, you're probably going to see our security people not, not take it down. Um, most people have kind of figured it out. So they'll put like go lions on one side. And then as soon as we go on the air, they kind of flip the sign and it says whatever it is that, that they want, you know, want to say. So there's just so many signs. I'm talking thousands of signs. So it's very hard, I think for, for our, our guys to, you know, point out uh, all the different signs that are offensive to, to possibly the viewers at home. Describe Lee Corso as a human, because as somebody that watches it, I'm worried he's going to die up there. And he is an electric human being who it sounds like yeah. you are very good friends with. What is it like to work with Lee Corso week in and week out for all these years as just a human who's 80 plus years old still doing yeah. it live TV? Yeah, for, first I'll tell you this. I, I have been with him for 23 years, and um, he's not just 80, 82, or 83 years old. You know, the, the thing to remember when, when you watch him is he, the guy had a stroke about, I want to say, eight or nine years ago. And when he had the stroke, I don't know if you guys know of anybody, a relative or friends or anybody that's ever had a stroke, but sometimes it affects your speech. And in his case, it did. Like, he could barely speak after he had his stroke. And so it happened in the spring. 
So he had all summer and <clears throat> early part of the fall to try to get ready to go on TV to be able to try to talk. And he was in all kind of speech therapy and he worked his way through it. And, and it's still, if you ever watch our show, you can still see sometimes it affects him. People think, you know, take shots and oh, he's so old, look at how he's talking. But honestly, if you hung out with Lee, you would swear he's 82, but he's playing like 60. Like he is <laughs> unbelievable as far as if he didn't have a stroke, uh, the shape he is in, uh, you know, he's walking around these airports carrying his own bags. Like just, I mean, think about your grandparents or, or people you know that are in their mid-70s, get up to be the latter part of the 70s, early 80s. I mean, it's incredible to see what he does and, and how he's able to kind of maintain himself uh, with all the travel that we do and the, the work that we put in. So, uh, but at the end of the day, man, he's one of the funniest guys. You would love him. You, know, you, you and him, you guys, you should have him on your show because you would absolutely love his energy, his personality. And uh, he's, he's the king, man. He, I mean, in his prime, there's nobody better at, at zingers and, uh, impromptu thoughts and taking shots at people. I mean, he, he's, he's legendary, you know, and, and one of the best to me, one of the best entertainers in television we've ever had. Oh, that's beautiful. And speaking of your travel, you just mentioned there, you'll do game day in the morning and then you're calling a game on the other side of the country. What is your weekly schedule? Do you take Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and just kind of relax to, to kind of gear up for the weekend? What is the Kirk? Herb- no, so, so I have I have four boys and three of them uh, I, I live in Nashville and three of them play high school football. Uh, two I have two that are seniors and one a sophomore. And so I told ESPN for for years when my boys were were playing like sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. I said, guys, if if they ever get to a point where they're actually playing on Friday nights, uh, it's going to be hard for me not to be there. So I just want to plant that seed now, three or four years out. And sure enough, you know, around their junior years, um, they started to play. And, and so what I do is I typically uh, prepare, you know, Sunday and Monday is just kind of like I watch your, your, your stuff a lot of times on Sundays because I, I need a good laugh. And I, honestly, I love what you do with, with that stuff. Um, I appreciate it. And it, it gives a totally different way of watching NFL games. So I, I kind of hang out. I'm kind of in and out of NFL games. And then Monday's prep day, phone calls, all that. And then do the same thing Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, I leave and, and go to wherever I'm going uh, to call the game. And um, I, I'll go there, go to practice, hang out there with the coaches and players, go Friday meetings with, with uh, uh, College Game Day. We tape two or three segments for Sports Center and different things. And then usually around 3 o'clock, I'll fly back to Nashville and I'll go uh, to my boys' game on Friday night, and then as soon as their game's over, I'll fly back to wherever game day is, and then I'll do game day in the morning, and then sometimes I'll stay if game day and the game I'm calling are in the same location, but many times uh, after game day, I'll go quickly to an FBO, and I'll have to fly to wherever uh, the Saturday night game is, and then yeah. and then you know just continue to repeat that week after week. You're a rock star. Dad of the year, Kirk. Dad of the year. You don't look tired at all on Saturday morning. You got to be dead. You got to be dead. No, man, I'll tell you, when you have boys, if you, if you have uh, boys when they get older and, and they're playing on Friday nights, um, you just, it's just once in a lifetime. You, 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 it's different because they, I, I, there are weeks where I can't, like last week we were in Eugene, Oregon, and I can't get all the way back 
so they luckily they they do have you know their their school has a, a TV station where it allows you to at least watch the the game online. Um, but it's different from actually being there. And you know, if your kids have a big moment and you're not there, it's like that sucks. You know, I wish I would have been there. So it's 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 a big sacrifice. But uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like I, I got to be there. So I'll do whatever it takes to be there. Well, the college football world and the fans everywhere appreciate you, man. Your brain is an incredible one. You're so smooth at calling games. You're so smooth. You have, like, your third or fourth pairing in the booth right now with you. How do you get so well adjusted <laughs> to the guy that you're calling games with? Because it, it's it's something that you are very good at. And not, after watching, and I know that this is somebody you work with, so I can't say it, but watching a football game that happens on the nights of Mondays, it's tough to hear people call those games. So listening to you <laughs> Transition with new color guys is ab- or play by play guys is absolutely incredible. Do you have somebody you like in there the most, or how does that work? Do you guys hang out well, and have beers together? What, what is it? Yeah, it's honestly, and, and you'll, I think you'll see this as you continue to, to do different uh, broadcasting. To me, I'm, I'm a big advocate of finding time to hang out. So if, if you know, if, in my case, I work with Mike Tarico who I, I consider, you know, one of the best in the business. And that's who I broke in with. And I worked with Brent Musburger and, and Chris Fowler. I'm, I'm real big on building a natural chemistry or natural rapport with the guy that you're not faking it when you're on TV, but you can just kind of hang and, uh, you know, have a few beers on a, on a Friday night or Thursday night or whatever you're doing, go and have a nice meal and, and just kind of get to know the person over time and, and starting to, build a, a, a very natural rapport like you would with, with anybody, you know, you might become friends with. And I, and I really think that when, if you can do that, it has a way of transitioning on TV where you're not trying to be friendly with each other. You just kind of, because of that time you spent together, you kind of naturally get there. So that's, that's my theory anyway. And, and I think if you can do that, tough thing is if you're working with somebody and you can't, you can't create that. Then I think you're you're on TV and you're trying to portray that <clears throat> hey we, we get along and, and I think it's it's a lot tougher job if if you're in that position as opposed to just hanging out like like you know like you and I right now just sitting here talking about sports and having a good time. All right, I know you got to go. You're a very busy man. Who's going to win the national championship? I, I mean, is that a, Alabama right now with way two is playing like a video game? They're I, unstoppable. I they're, they got a $15 million I mean, dining hall, Kirk. I mean, they are unstoppable. <laughs> they're, they're freaks. I mean, they're, they're just at a different level. And, and honestly, I mean, two takes them to a whole different level. Before the season started, I said, you know, this, this is about to be the next two years. And he's already won. I don't know how many championships, five or whatever. It's about to be his two best teams he's ever had in, in 18 and 19 because they're no longer going to beat you with his defense and field position and special teams and, and you know, running the football and, and, and kind of almost playing not to lose at the quarterback position, managing the game. Now they're going to be able to just dice you up uh, with, with the quarterback. And sure enough, that that's where they look like they're headed, not just this year, but uh, in case you and I don't have a chance to talk for next year, put me down for Alabama again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kirk, I appreciate it. You know that Tua guy looks a lot like Pat White. <laughs>
if you watch him play, he looks a lot. He and Pat White no look doubt. eerily similar to each other whenever they're playing. It's uh, it's awesome to watch, and you're awesome to watch on TV in the morning, at night. Everything you're doing for your family is incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, don't be pushing for that that goddamn NCAA game to come back so you can have another gig. Okay? <laughs> come on, man, we got to get that back. Yeah, we missed that That's game. Cool. I saw you, know, you pushing I'll that. I it for free. I just wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I I miss. Playing that game, we used to put in so many hours. Didn't you play that when you were in college? No, I don't play video games, Kirk. I play real life. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't a nerd, Kirk. I'm joking. Yes, everybody played that game. It was awesome. It was absolutely beautiful. O'Bannon or whatever kind of sent that all down and ruined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Financial fair (laughs) style. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the face and voice of college football. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Kirk. You're the man. Yeah, man. Great talking to you. You too. Kirk Herbstreit. What a hero. Thank you, boss. You got it, bud. Anytime. Keep up your great work. What an awesome man. Awesome. Ah, so good. That's a monster get, by the way. Mm-hmm. Kirk Herbstreit is a monster in the media world, in the mm-hmm. football world. And I was looking into him. He does a lot of philanthropical stuff, too. He He's, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. He really is that guy. His lifestyle, too, of flying to a place, flying back to watch his kids and flying back and then potentially flying somewhere else. Good for Kirk out there grinding. And it pays off, by the way. He's everywhere, and he should be. He's the guy that you want representing something, and that's what he's doing. He's the guy. And he gets to call the inaugural They Knew Bull. So (laughs) good for him. What is it called? They Knew Bull. 2018? Yeah, 2018, they knew bull. Who was that? Uh, that's Ohio State and Penn State. <laughs> that's Joe Pond Urban Meyer. As Tony D'Amato said in the classic film Any Given Sunday, three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Wow. And either we buy Thursday boots from ThursdayBoots.com or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, you find out life's this game of inches, so is football. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for those Thursday boots. We claw with our fingernails for those Thursday boots because we know when we wear Thursday boots, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Living! And dying. dying. I'll tell you this. In any fight, it's the guy who was willing to die in his Thursday boots who is going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face and the Thursday boots on your feet. Now... I can't make you do it. You've got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're going to see a guy who will buy those Thursday boots with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for Thursday boots because he knows when it comes down to it, you are going to do the same for him. That's Team Thursday, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now what are you going to do? Head on over to ThursdayBoots.com and pick yourself up a pair today. (laughs) Handcrafted with the highest quality materials and sold at honest prices starting at just $149, including free shipping and returns. A great pair of boots are only a click away because it's Thursday every day, even on any given Sunday. Let's go! (laughs) Give me the boots! I used to listen to that speech almost every day. (laughs) 
That's that one from what's his face, Pacino. Yeah, I respect. I've never heard it, but I I know when people nailed it. The greatest quarterback of all time. Yep. Fictional. Fictional quarterback. Yeah. You told that fictional quarterback that as well and got a good pop from him. Good pop. Big thanks to Kirk Herbstreit. Mm-hmm. That was a cool conversation with him. Very cool. Learned oh, a lot dude. there. I'm sure a lot of people learn, know all that stuff, but I'm very thankful mm-hmm. he joined us. Mm-hmm. Big thanks to Thursday Boots, mm-hmm. Movement, mm-hmm. Liquid IV, mm-hmm. and my bookie for sponsoring the studio. Go ahead and get your bets in for the next Beat Pat McAfee as soon as it comes up. That's the best, best odds. Normally it changes with quickness. Uh, Diggs has some quick picks here for the weekend. Locks that you take over to mybookie.ag. Diggs, what are they real quick? It's a big dog weekend. I'm going Texans plus two and a half. Roman Reigns weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Texans plus two and a half against Colts. Bengals plus five against the Falcons. Lions plus three against the Cowboys. Tampa plus three against the Bears. And then my only favorite is Seattle minus three against the uh, Cardinals. There's the locks of the weekend. Thank you so much, Diggsy. Uh, Todd McComas at Diggs with a Z, at Nick Morado, at Viva Lazito, at Ty Schmidt, at Evan Foxy, and um, uh, Bailey. What's Bailey's? Just at. At Bailey McComas. He's Todd's kid. He's here. He's at the radios. <laughs> change it to at Todd's he's, kid. <laughs> he's lived a terrible life being Todd's kid, but here he is working for us. Very thankful for him. Uh, tomorrow, Heartland Radio will be live with some bangers mm-hmm. and some incredible stories. We're so thankful you choose to listen. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Favorite college game day sign? There it is. Yeah. And uh, from all of us, we're so thankful. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Pat McAfee Show right here from Indianapolis. Indiana! Ty Schmidt, hit the music.